Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nebraska Soccer Talk. Today, we have a special episode of Nebraska Soccer Talk as I welcome on the owners of the Omaha Kings, Emmanuel and Natalie Bial. The Omaha Kings are the professional indoor soccer team in Omaha, and they have a big home game coming up against the Amarillo Bombers this Saturday. This is the final home game of the season for the Omaha Kings, who, are cur- who currently sit near the top of the Midwest standings in the second division of the Major Arena Soccer League. I really enjoyed this interview. Emmanuel and Natalie are super passionate about soccer and super passionate about the Omaha community um, and just a great and inspirational story. And after the interview, I have a quick update from the Nebraska State Soccer Association. Um, but let's get to the intro music and a word from our sponsors and then right into the interview. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, here I am, Emmanuel Veal, and my beautiful wife. Hello, I'm Natalie Veal. We are the, the founders or the owners, whatever you want to call us, from the Omaha Kings FC, <laughs> uh, local owners, um, bilingual. I'm from Bra- born and raised in Argentina, and she's actually from Omaha, Omaha, I'm Nebraska. And Omaha native. Omaha native, <laughs> and so here we are trying to make a difference in our community. So excited to be in this podcast and tell you guys a little bit about who we are, what we do, what the players uh, are trying to do for our city and, and the goal right behind everything so yeah, yeah. And, and i had i had to, we had to start recording because i didn't want emmanuel to start uh giving me too much good stuff so you all started the franchise in 2019 yes. and i kind and if you read the open letter and some of the other stuff in the new in your news articles and on your website you kind of know why it started but can you can you kind of go up, tell us about that of like why we started the franchise in, in 2019 yeah. and, and what, what 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 the thinking was behind it yeah, so actually, I have to go way back on this. So my father is the, the, the reason why, obviously, we did this for our city, but the reason behind everything is my father. My father um, was a professional soccer player in Argentina for 20 years, and I was this little, you know, he's my idol. So when I went in, uh, so when I grew up, I saw, I experienced things, uh, I would travel with a team with a, uh, in the bus, and things that most people don't get to experience, so I became this crazy many of soccer right so, who I, <laughs> so we moved here when i was uh nine ten years old from argentina in, in 99 2000 when there was a civil crisis when there was four presidents in one month so uh, half of argentina decided to leave my father wanted to have a a better opportunity for my brother and i um and he risked himself came here first and six months after that you know became illegal sometimes you have to take a risk to be to make the american right. dream working at three days washing jobs and in six months managed to make the money to get my brother my mom and I into the United States so that kind of tells you a little bit of uh, how everything started but the the background of it is because my father uh, taught me this knowledge that we bring into our community so in 2019 how everything uh, happened was we were running the indoor soccer center leagues that we had at Maple Third Complex and mm-hmm. as I grew up here I went to I played club here I went to college what happens as we talk a little bit? What happens to most players when they have the ambition of going pro and they don't make it, or if they go to college and what happens after that, right? They just well, kind you, of play in adult leagues, like we right. talked about. Yeah. League, or you play men's open outdoor, you play indoor, and then you kind of stay in that cycle. Unfortunately, that's what happens. That happened to a lot of people. Me and the Vipers came in. You know, that was a great thing. They folded, so nothing happens from them. And so what happens? People get they don't leave the city and they just don't get out of here. And so I thought of this idea of 
you know, as a player myself and as a person, how can we do something so unique to bring some attention to the players to have an outlet pathway of, you know, not just become a professional soccer player, but to do better in life, um, to have an opportunity to say there's normal people that can make the dream happen and that the American dream is still alive, right? Because sometimes we wonder, is it alive? Mm -hmm. Well, we're trying to make it happen. And so yeah. um, that's how it kind of started. We started in amateur leagues in the PASL in 2019 and like I'm gonna just be honest we started it from the ground up from everything scratch my wife is the you know if it wasn't for her being part of this I no way I would have made it I, I <laughs> do I have the soccer knowledge do I care yes I do but she's the reason why the graphics the branding if you see the beautiful logo she does everything from scratch and so um she took that she didn't she didn't know too much about the sports side of it no. but she met me and to tell you the truth didn't know much about soccer but she made this no, crazy argentinian guy and and when you meet someone like me you kind of start falling in love with it kind of yeah, have to but bit. um <laughs> so now how you thought about the idea about the branding and graphics because in nebraska a lot of red a lot of colors and i kind of yeah. gave this idea how to come up with it and she kind of put it together so yeah it was it was collaborative because i wasn't um like a sports focused designer or anything okay well I graduated from UNO with the art degree and an emphasis in graphic design and um so I knew how to build websites and design I did a lot of branding work in school so um that was kind of my background and that's what I enjoy and uh so he was he had to really guide me when it came to sports <laughs> like the sock yeah the soccer piece of it um I did have it was just it was kind of funny how this all worked out but um in college I was either going to try out for UNO or uh the Omaha Beef and at the time that time the Civic was still open and that's where the beef was playing and um they ended up having tryouts first so I went there and I made it and so I um I spent the next three years dancing for them and cheerleading for them and he was on the vipers at the time and um i we didn't know each other and so we both kind of had this Background. experience yeah. with arena sports um, okay and it, it was interesting and so when he kind of mapped out where this was going i was like okay i can see and um i love art that is what i love and i've actually really grown to love like sports graphics and I love making them um and he he basically with the logo he was like his favorite team is Boca Juniors I got I got to say I got the I got the vibe uh I can see the Boca Juniors vibe from the logo that's my favorite team so, so you what you gave me that one and so I gave her like three one. different logos I gave her the Boca Juniors I gave her the Argentina logo obviously because yep. And then I kind of give her like the Real Madrid, even though I'm I was going to say Real Madrid. I, that, I saw Boca Juniors and Real Madrid. Those are the two that I saw in the logo. Well, and the cool part about it is, hey, how can we be so different in our city? Because it's always like the same colors, right? Yeah. Like red, white. A lot of red. <laughs> right? yeah. and I love Nebraska, but Boca Juniors is blue and yellow. And our rivals is River Platte, right? Yeah. It's, so it's, it's red and white. It's something I just can't go for. So unfortunately, that didn't work out. So I said, Natalie's. We're South American. We have a lot of South American players, but a lot of flavor in our team. Mm -hmm. How can we make this be 
so different. And so I said, we need some tropical color, some kind of unique yeah. style. And she just made it all happen like this. So it was kind of exciting. So we have like a very cultural club. And so yeah. we wanted to make an open environment. And we love the, the melting uh, pot, right? Like Omaha, Nebraska, yeah. people, people are like, how in Omaha, Nebraska, you have like so many, I'm like, trust me, there's so uh, many. Come, come to a game. Come, <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll see it. Yeah. Um, so kind of speaking of that, we're kind of talking about the team. Who makes up the team? Obviously, you two are part of the, the staff. Um, uh, you're like the, the, the both the motors behind it. Um, yeah. And then there's a couple names that are, people would be familiar with. There's a couple Omaha Omaha Central pl- or Omaha players that are from this area or grew up here. Um, some pl- people that would be familiar with who listen to this podcast, uh, Efren Flores, yes. um, who played goalkeeper for Millard South last year. And then uh, David Rojas from Omaha South, who is a brilliant center midfielder for them. We talked about him a lot off air. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he knows that he's one of my favorite players from the South <laughs> team. And I'm, you know, excited to see that he's playing. And then, and then there's a, another player that stood out to me too. And we could talk about all of them, as many as we want, but uh, Marilo Sarui. Oh, man. He, he went to Hastings, won yes. a national championship at Hastings. Yes. He's like leading the league now, right now in points and assists i think yeah and he also is an mma fighter which is it's <laughs> like yeah you could make a movie about this guy right like you know, <laughs> yeah crazy so, so so talk about talk about the team like how do you how do you build a team like this like how does it what do you do is it scouting is it camps is it is it id camps like what do we do here so <laughs> for me i grew up here so i kind of um played in every league I you know went to college here I know the coaches and so knowing so many people playing in so many leagues um I have a mindset that I want to structure kind of a unique style old school like in Argentina style that my dad kind of raised me on and kind of want to raise people in a mentality way so what I did was kind of focus on the players in the leagues that kind of you know had the talent um that had the ambition of making it to the next level or, or practicing every day um, it's not easy, man. Like, I'm not, I'm going to be honest, uh, people come and go all the time, especially when, when you want to go to practice and a lot of people are used to just playing games, showing up right before the game, <laughs> right? Like you're like, you put your up. socks on, let's yeah, go. You're, 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 well, in, 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 a, in, a, in a, if you want to make it from amateur to semi-pro to pro, there's a structure that you have to follow. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, being early on practice, showing up, um, giving hundred percent to everything. And a lot of people like it and some don't, and you start kind of molding your players that follow you and then the players come in and then they start structuring. So it started off with a lot of players from Lincoln as well. At first, um, we did great the first year. It kind of, uh, as I grew, I started putting more structure to it because we are hundred percent invested in this. So we want the players to grow. Um, and so we need everybody invested in this as well. And so players came in, um, started structuring some like this, some didn't. Some people move on. No problem with that. You start figuring out what the next generation of players are, like the next David, the next Efren. And and they start noticing that you do care for them, that that you do care for the city, and that you actually have somebody out there that's putting the effort into their life as well. Not just in the soccer field, but on the outside of it. So I focus a lot on the soccer field, but a lot lot has to do with outside of the field too, um, because we're human beings. And a lot to do with during COVID mental issue, mental, you know, mental yeah. problems and, and, you know, not having somebody there to talk to or somebody. And, and so when you show that side of as an owner that most owners don't are not involved in the organization like that and care 
um, you know, it goes a long way because even if you're on the field, off the field, you're there for their families. You're there for their, when it never is needed, right? And if they understand it, great. And if they don't, you know, they'll realize that in the future, whoa, the Kings were here, but look at them now too. There's a reason why. And I had this plan in my head because like my dad has a playbook that he created that was this big in Argentina from, he played against Tata Martino and all these professional players yeah. that he created. And we haven't never used it. I only have one playbook and he has one and that I want to put into play in our city that has never been done before. But I need the right mindset for this, right? Because it's a whole different demand. Over there, it's not a game. It's a culture. Right. Here, it's a game. You yeah. see the difference. And so yeah. that's all we're trying to make right now is we have so many multicultural people that they understand that it's also a way of life, not just playing, that they're also getting paid. Some players get paid. Some are amateur players because they want to go to college and we mm -hmm. make it work. But there's a pathway for them to go pro. Right. And so like Alisa Dahl made it to the Kansas City Commons. Yeah, I, I was gonna say you you do, you have already proven as a young franchise that you mm -hmm. have this pathway to 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 send a player on and help them go on. Yeah. Right? It's, oh, it's yeah. not just about just how do you structure it? it's about letting them understand what life is about and what the light ahead of you is because as owners we struggle as well with certain obstacles. And as they see us overcome those obstacles, they as people, our players as as human beings, see there's actually a pathway to overcoming things that they never thought they could do before yeah and really that gets to me because it was hard for us to get to where we're at and we're still not there and we are going to be there but i look at them and as an immigrant as a being illegal before as an as a legal person now as going through all the obstacles that everybody goes through a lot of people go through they inspire me because they get, they're giving us everything they have and yeah there's, there's not much you can say... ask for you know it's like a village all working together of people that are, you know, they, it's just an opportunity that wasn't available before and it's different. It's fun and it's exciting. It's indoor. You it's, know? Um, indoor. And our focus is really for the, the kids that, you know, maybe don't have the opportunities or there might be things that are happening in their lives that they couldn't go to college. And this is another way. Um, maybe they're going to be, you know, go to trade school or something. And yeah. They want to play soccer still. So it's just, he, he kind of formed the team by all of his connections. He, he knew a lot of people. He relates to them as a player and as an from, from somebody from not from here as well. Like, uh, that's right. trying to, and to, to understand that it's not easy for me as well as mm -hmm. us. Like we, yeah. we struggle through COVID and to make sure we stay alive and we made it happen two seasons in one like we made it two seasons in one season essentially from M3 to M2 yep. we managed to figure it out you know fly take care of players the way you should get him treatment do everything you should as a professional team and it's just two people well actually my father is far part of this from the beginning I, I thought I saw I thought is he is he your assistant coach he's uh yeah so my my father's more like a like a mentor essentially he's okay. so his knowledge is so beyond that he knows how to talk to players one-on-one -on -one a lot better than most people um he's he's very well knowledge it's just um sometimes he struggles with the language so he gets frustrated you know yeah. and it happens and so i uh he's more like a mentor and, and people love my father he's made it he's uh my mom and my dad are and some of their parents and they, they do so much for the communities, you know? And so yeah. they're my idols. And so I, I look up to them and, you know, and so that's what also drives me is her and my parents and the players. So, and, 
like I said, nothing's easy, man. And if yeah. everything's easy, everybody be doing it. So, <laughs> well, and I, my next question was going to be last year. I think it's like almost kind of been a meteoric rise. It was like, all right, amateur team. All right. M3 champions. Okay. Now we're, we're, we're like right at the top of the Midwest division in the, uh, you know, and M2. Um, I was going to ask what the magic is behind the early success, but um, I mean, it, I can see it. It's, it's, it's the passion. It's kind of the family environment. Um, like Natalie, that's what I gathered from, from your letter that you wrote and that's on the website that I would encourage. If you are, if you're a part of the Omaha Lincoln, Nebraska soccer community, read that letter to, to, to see if you want to know what the Kings are about. Obviously you can listen to this podcast. You're going to hear, but read it too. And, and like, I, I, when people read it, I don't want yeah. it to, I don't want it to come this way. Here's the, here's the problem that happened with it because we're in a society where people are like, Oh, look, I'm not, I'm not about doing this stuff. I'm not about yeah. that. Right. <laughs> but when you ask questions and try to reach out and sit down and why is it happening? We got to find right. it Yep. because we yeah. have everything behind it. And so I didn't say read the letter, read it and come across. Don't say, oh, because he's trying to. No, I've, I try to explain myself. I try to overcome all we have. We did everything. And, I, you know, and I just like the passion in the letter, like the, 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 the passion and, and the love for the game and the desire to do great for the community in this realm is what I gathered from the letter. And I think a lot of people would. And I, I think um, that that's the exciting part about it. Um, and and so my next question is, I, I saw on the website that there, there's an outdoor component to this. There's yeah. also been talk of, of, of Queens FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where, where are we at with both of those? I know that probably COVID threw a, a, a ripple into yeah. maybe some of this stuff too, but where are we at with the outdoor component of, of Kings and then also Queens? So obviously we were trying to plan it for this year, the Mid-America Center, um, play the women's prior prior to the guys, there was a huge interest. I mean, unfortunately it didn't happen. Um, we didn't launch the Omaha Queens, which a lot of people were upset about, which I understand. Yeah. And so were we. Um, the, the, the idea behind it is obviously we were going to find in the arena. We talked to, um, you know, one arena already. We're talking to another one next week. As we finalize the deal for next year and start focusing on everything else, mm -hmm. now we have the time to focus and seeing how much time we have a day or, or certain things, see if we can start the women's prior to the guys, because that will be, to me, the kings and the queens, the women's need it, first of all. Um, outdoors one thing, indoors another thing, mm -hmm. and it teaches you a lot of different skills, um, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm trying to teach you. The difference, what you just said, outdoor, and what I, I, I said, outdoor component, is because I want to teach all the knowledge, and I'm sure people are hearing this, and they try to mimic what we're doing. I don't care about that, because it's also what you bring into knowledge as an Argentinian person, the passion and everything else in my yeah. life, so in my dad. So the thing about it was, is there's many different components in soccer, it's football, I'll call it, right? It's outdoor, right? Which everybody plays it. Then you have futsal, which people call it futsal here, but not really play futsal. So, yeah. um, so and they play in turf, which is ironic, but uh, futsal, and then you have indoor, which you have with walls. You also have street soccer. Well, it's a, a totally different story. So yeah. my idea was to, um, you know, I grew up playing club here. So my idea was to do outdoor, futsal, and indoor. And I already had the futsal team kind of created to, to start it and start all the components. So obviously we did futsal in a tournament uh, with Diego Gutierrez, who now is playing for the Portland Timbers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for a little bit. And uh, I was going to have some Argentinians come in and play, teach the futsal game here. And it didn't work out because I was trying to get a building and some things happened that 
it's beyond what we're talking about right now. Yeah. So um, my idea is to start the Queens next year. Um, there's a pro league that's starting next year for women's. They're trying to start it. Um, that's comparable to them too. Uh, Very and cool. Getting to that, that's going to be, to me, that's going to be huge, huge for women's. And there's so much interest for that already. Um, yeah. So hopefully we can make that happen for sure. So ladies out there that, you know, you <laughs> play sports, you know, work on those foot scales, those touches on the ball. So yeah. And there's, and even like we were talking about, there's not very, there's not really a place to go for a lot of men's players. There's even fewer places for women's players to go. So like this, I'm excited about it too, because like, there's going to be just, I mean, I'm excited about anytime there's more soccer, we have more soccer in the local community. So like, that's good for me. So I'm really excited about that. Um, For the outdoor part, I I got an NPSL called me um, all these different conferences called me but as you know during covid my focus is indoor that's my niche yeah. um um you know i was talking to the owner of the bug eaters uh, we have a good relationship and you know we're trying to see if um you know i think uh, some things might happen there that maybe we can collaborate with each other to help okay. our city um if i don't keep playing outdoor this year or something um, because it's needed for our players in our city to make it happen right um, but that's the idea. I do want to keep doing outdoor, but there's been for a whole year and a half, we've been working in indoor right now. We haven't taken a break and yeah, <laughs> and like, we invested a lot. During COVID, and yeah. I'm like, babe, um, do yeah, you want to do outdoor? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on, let's work again in the arena. Let's get the yeah. sponsors and everything. Yeah. It, it just seems like it seems like running, running. A, I mean, obviously running a team, you're a businessman is like running a business. And so you're just going like all the time with things. It just, I've been loosely involved with um, the early stages of when I was living in North Dakota, like NPSL teams and and teams like that. And just, I got, I got to see a sliver of how much work it is. And so like, I just know that it's just, there's just a ton of moving parts and you're just, there's always things that come up. You know, sometimes you like, you like look at each other and you're like, what, you know, so many (laughs) obstacles and you're like, why, why, you know, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And you're like, no, you know, it's worth it. Like, it's worth it. Every player that's there, every player that is has a hope. And, man, it's, it's, it's hard, but nothing's easy. And this is what I love. And this is what I'm willing to do for our community. So is she. And, yeah. and you know, we hope everybody comes out and, and supports us. We need as much support. Or the young players are out there. You need to come play indoor because it teaches you a whole different game than outdoor oh, yeah. on, on running purposes. But, like, on your touches, on your footwork and everything else it changes your game completely. It just changes it completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to, when I was coaching college up at Wayne State, we used to go out on the basketball court with futsal, the way that, you know, the futsal balls and play futsal and, and our and the, the, the women's players loved it. And uh, it, it is, it just teaches different. It teaches different speed, different thinking processes, all that stuff. It's, it's, it's just very good. It, it helps you get to think about, so then when you, if you do go out and play outdoor, it gives you different thinking of how to play the game. Um, so where are we so where are we at in the season right now? So we're we're about what seven games in? We're right? four now, so five games in. Five games um, in, okay. Yeah, so which is the the best season we have. Obviously, we started last year from a semi-pro team, went into the pro league, and we went the semi-pro league and we went six and eight at the season. We were one and five to start off with. We won five games in a row. Um, you know, we didn't make it to the semifinals last year due to one game. And this year we're four and one, um, you know, we lost four to five players, actually more like eight players, four went to first division and indoor. Um, and you know, it was kind of like, we were thinking it was more like a rebuilding year with some new players and yeah. all of a sudden it just clicked. Um, and it's the best season we had. Uh, there's so much 
talk about us there around the United States and everything. They, they essentially, you know, they want us to keep doing this, to move up. And, and I think, you know, next, this Saturday at 5 p.m., uh, we play at Morello Bombers from Texas. Um, it's a huge game for us. Um, we have to win this game. We win it, we're five and one, and it gave us already that little, little gap to make it to the semifinals. You know, hopefully we'll make it to the semifinals against the Wichita Wings for our division mm -hmm. to make it to nationals. But after we play at Marilla Bombers at 5 p.m. off the wall, hopefully everybody can make it there because we need as much support. And when you do go there, be loud as you can because that's what Ender's all about is yeah. to, you know, get your, your stress out, support your players and be loud. Um, but after that, we have the Wichita Wings, uh, which, yeah. you know, due to not having to be able to get the arena here and some other obstacles, we were able to, due to uh, Blake, uh, the owner of Wichita Wings, we were able to play at their arena February 5th which I recommend that if you guys have nothing to do, that's a, a rivalry game. They normally have 1,500 to 2,000 people there. Um, and it's crazy. And, mm -hmm. and right now, you know, we're focusing on finishing and, and getting by the season strong, um, making it um, through the playoffs. And, and, you know, I think that we have a good chance with the, the passion, the heart, and how they're playing right now. Um, you have good owners, but we still have work to do. Um, you know, we got a couple of sponsors to find to make sure everything gets good because we're also owners during COVID. You're trying to make it work. We got to restructure our business plan due to the arena, right? And so now we're restructuring everything. We're making it work because that's what we do. Um, and, man, we got California after that. We go to California, San Diego, in Ontario. <laughs> crazy fly. And it's going to be exciting, but it's also nerve-wracking. But due to how much stuff going around right now. And then we go to Colorado. Uh, we play two games. Friday and Saturday, and then we go to Texas the following day to play on Sunday. So we play three games in three days at the end of the season. Wow. <laughs> it's indoor, man. Let me <laughs> It's different. Yeah. So, uh, it, so it's it's as, so it's like it's I, I'm seeing the comparison right now. It's as crazy off the off the field as it is on the field when it comes like if it's like a million miles out on it's a million miles an hour on the yeah. field. And it's yeah. a million miles hour off the field too. <laughs> because we don't have that many people around us currently, but next year, like uh, there's other teams joining in by us that are a couple hours away. Okay. There's going to be about 20 teams next year on the league. Nice. So that gives us a, a better, a better way of saving a little money yeah. on the budget because right now we're going everywhere and it's like, okay. Like, yeah. like, you know, so we're making it work. The, the guys are, are. And I don't know if you said this, but we, we take care of all of our, players expenses and um yeah they don't stuff. they don't have to take care of everything so when we fly we take everything as a professional team we, they don't take care of nothing um uh, yeah um you know we we it try makes, to it makes the experience good for them too which is yeah. important as a player you know you understand yeah, as a player you want to be yeah. treated right, but also in return you better respect the owners and you better do what's right right and that's yeah. all like in return i'll treat my players the way they should and they want but in return you better come in the field and give us 100 percent and respect the owners and give everything for each other so yeah right so the last question because like i i'm i'm excited for the game on saturday so i just like that's all i'm thinking about right now but uh other than coming to games how how else can the omaha community support the king's organization it's is there gear that they can buy like yes. what 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 are other ways that the community can come out and support other than just attending games and and, and supporting the team yeah um you know Merchandise is one of the things we have Hummel currently, but we're going to, we're working on a new brand right now. Uh, we're working on a new partnership with somebody else. So there's going to be a new Jersey coming out. Mm -hmm. A lot has to do with merchandise and coming to the games and taking us unfortunately off the wall. You can only fit so many people. So we right. are, that. 
But I mean, yeah. if anybody, you know, is interested in, in, in supporting and understanding what we're going through and what we're doing for our community and would like to sponsor or partner with the Omaha Kings, we're not just a professional team. We also have a media company inside our team. This is why we're so different than everybody else's. We actually sit down with our sponsors and find out what they want to do and actually make sure we show our numbers because she knows how to do analytics and everything, make sure they, they give their money in return in, in the right way they should and not just spend their money. We sit down and we focus and it's a family environment. We care about everything we do, not just in the field, outside of the field, um, when I meet people, when sponsors spend money on us because it's money and not mm -hmm. just utilizing for no reason. And as, they, as we grow, they grow and they see what we're doing. And so if anybody's out there that's, understands that you know Vince through this problem or you know understands what happened to our story um or you know wants to be part of something like this then you're more than welcome to give us a, an email give us a call um we're good people uh, we yeah need as much super accessible it was awesome because i'm like and i really want to get someone i really want to get them on the show and i i think i sent probably natalie you probably were the one responding to me i think when i dm'd or was it emmanuel that was me actually okay i dm i dm'd in like in like 30 seconds you're like yep here are our emails let's go let's, let's do it yeah, so i used to do i i'm on podcast called football crazy Manny. i asked a year ago so I, I used to have all the players come in and do interviews with me and that was my idea behind it is there's no one cared for our local players or they care to invest in them or, or go beyond like you're doing right now which when you reached for me it was really cool because we have approached the media we have sent letters we have and what happens nothing happens and yeah. so approached me it was really cool to see somebody that cares for our community as much as we do as well yeah. so when something like that happens like i guess that i'm different i i want to give it time to people that give it time to us so i yeah. appreciate and we're gonna we're as a as a podcast and as an organization like we're excited to keep supporting the kings um uh, hope, hopefully we can have both of you back on awesome um, player we'll have some other yeah, people yeah, out yeah, yeah 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 we'd love we'd love to have the players on i i need to i need to talk to the you know i need to talk to marilo yeah <laughs> so, hey, i mean something about it let me tell you something so uh she's brazilian right but we had sebastian Gutierrez <laughs> last year who was kind of a playmaker right who mm. uh, just different player right and and so well he's no longer here he went to uh phoenix and valley uh valley of sea for nisa right and so they purchased him um so Right. So I tell Muriel, I'm like, Murray, I know, I'm like, I know you don't like to talk, but I need you to step up this year. He's like, what? I was like, I need you to become a leader. Right. And he's like, yeah, but you know, I don't, I was like, no, no, no. I need you because you are the player that has the talent to become that player. And slowly he's just started working and working and working. And he's became this player that is just incredible. Like uh, all of them are, yeah. but Murillo has stepped up so much. Uh, and I tell him this every practice. I'm like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for who you're becoming, the leader that you, you're becoming on the field. Andy Rodriguez is one of them too. Um, Manny Lira is becoming one of them too. There's a lot of players that are stepping up and Murillo is just an awesome person. Um, he's funny. He's so funny, man. And <laughs> you want to you wanna have conversations with these players because they lie you your day and you're like, this. you get to know who they are. And so, yeah, yeah oh. I will have him for you for sure. Perfect. Like, so yeah we'd love we'd love to have him on that, that would just be that'd be a treat for me and i think it'd be a treat for our listeners and yeah. and so uh emmanuel natalie thank you for thank you for joining me again thank you for coming on the podcast um caring about um omaha and everything around nebraska especially about the game of soccer and football how we call it you know different words or whatever people have argued about and, and caring about us too because we are normal people that invested our life in this and our players and 
it goes a long way with someone like you reaches out to us give us a little bit of energy that we need and yeah. so thank you for that as well and hopefully everybody that's listening to this and watches this support this guy over here joe who's awesome and and you know like his page and share everything and you know i can't wait to see you saturday and be like you better be loud or you know <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be loud i'm gonna be loud <laughs> Thank you to Emmanuel and Natalie Biel for joining me on today's podcast. As a reminder, you can support the Omaha Kings by attending matches and buying gear. The last home match of the season is this Saturday at 5 p.m. Tickets are still available, and I will link to them in the podcast notes. Before I let you go, a quick note on some goings-on from the Nebraska State Soccer Association. First, we want to celebrate three young players out of Nebraska who were selected to the national training camp down in Florida. Hannah Tate from the 04 Girls, Sonora Daffini from the 07 Girls, and Carter DiDomenico from the 09 Boys. If you have seen these three players play, you would know that all three are very deserving of their spots in the national training camp, and will do a great job representing our great state of Nebraska, and we wish them the best of the luck the rest of the weekend. The second note from the Nebraska State Soccer Association is that they are holding another free week of virtual coaching education from February 28th to March 4th. 400 coaches signed up last year, and we'll make sure to link to the sign-up in our podcast notes. The State Association does a great job offering opportunities for parents, players, and coaches, but this is one of my favorite things that they do. We will hopefully have Jeremy Tesoya on closer to the date to talk about it some more. Join me right back here on Sunday for another episode of Nebraska Soccer Talk and another inspirational interview. I have a great interview with a special high school soccer player from the boys' side.